for a beginning entrepreneur that's thinking about jumping out. If you can think serving others, and then if you can add to that being excellent in all your work, I would venture to say that it will be very difficult for you to not encounter a great deal of success. If you have a servant-minded attitude, if you're always looking to serve employees, serve customers, create and find value, make yourself indispensable, serve, serve, and then do it with excellence. Proverbs says that you see man excellent in his work, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. If you can serve and then serve excellently, you will create indispensable value. Are you a follower of Jesus that feels called to expand the kingdom of God through building and growing successful businesses? If that's you, then welcome to the Kingdom Capitalist Show that interviews amazing Christians using their business and money-making abilities to expand God's kingdom all over the globe. I'm your host, Ellis Hammond, and welcome to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Capitalist Show, another fantastic episode. I'm so looking forward to getting into this show. We have a really great guest, Chad Roach, with us, and he is the CEO of a company called Living Water Car Wash. And you think about the car wash industry, something that's been around for a really, really long time, but yet um, Chad is doing something incredibly innovative, and not just innovative, but also thinking deeply about the intersection of the kingdom inside of a car wash, right? Like how exciting is this going to be today to think about how can we really live for God and honor the name of Christ by owning and operating a car wash? And so we are about to get into that. I'm going to introduce Chad here in just a minute. But before I do that, let me, I, um, I want to remind you, we are actually about to open up the second round of applications for the Kingdom Capitalist Mastermind. This is a mastermind specifically geared for commercial real estate investors. So those who are um, more established in their business and really looking to advance the kingdom of God um, through their business Unfortunately, or I would say maybe fortunately for it depends on who's listening, this is currently only available for those who are focused on commercial real estate investing. Um, if you're interested in that, we only open this up once a quarter for 12 members. There's limited spots. Go to kingdomcapitalist.co, fill out an application, and let's get on a phone call before next month so we can chat and see if it's a good fit for both of us. Okay, so without further ado, um, let me get in here and introduce uh, my guest, Chad Rose. Chad, how are you today, brother? Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on, Ellis. It's uh, good to be with you. Listen, man, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really, really excited about having you here. I know that our conversation kind of before this phone call, man, it just really pumped me up about um, seeing just the most, I don't know, just seeing creative ways uh, that we can live for Christ um, in an industry like the car wash, right? I mean, uh, an industry that's been around for a long time. So let me let me read a little bit of his bio so you get to know who he is so he doesn't have to boast too much about himself because um, he's an incredibly talented entrepreneur and um, really do some cool things in the Denver area. He's a serial entrepreneur with a passion for seeking first the kingdom of God and discipling those around him in the mission field of everyday business. Like, that's their vision right there. I mean, we don't have to read any more, but I love that starting line right there. He's founded several companies in the last 10 years, representing over $250 million in revenue. Uh, Chad is now the co-founder of Living Water Express Car Wash in 2016. Um and they are known nationally as the Chick-fil-A of the car wash industry. Living Water seeks to bring glory to God by doing ordinary business in an extraordinary way. And Chad is delighted to serve as a CEO in this exciting synergy of kingdom 
work chad what's up man well alice i mean that that you you said it there um it's fun to be able to serve jesus and to be in business at the same time and it's not just fun i personally think that this is an area that's really the cusp of one of the reformations that's happening in our culture and society today um as businessmen realize that what they're doing is a sacred calling from God to be an ambassador for the gospel in the places that they walk. You know, when I go out into my work world, um, I'm going out, you know, waving the flag, if you will, for, for the Lord Jesus Christ and his word and his way of living in all that I do. And something as common as a chicken sandwich can actually mean so much to a culture. I mean, if you look at the Chick-fil-A brand, what they, what they do is so representative of um, what we as Christians believe excellence and standing up for what's right and not giving in and um, loving others and you know customer service and there's just a thousand things that that brand means when you you know hear or think of Chick Fil A you don't just think of chicken you think of a thousand other things um, and so our vision was could we go into other ordinary everyday businesses um, something as simple as a car wash I mean. People don't, when people think of car washing, nothing great comes to mind. It's just like clean my car, right? But what if um, there could be something exceptional? What if there could be an amazing experience? What if there could be incredible service? What if there could be, you know, a brand that actually means something? So one of the biggest questions our company faced early on was whether we were going to be open on Sunday. And it's a very simple question. And I know that there's many Christians that will go different ways on this, but our convictions were that we need to be closed on Sunday. Well, Sunday is the second busiest day of the week for car washing. It's even more weighted toward a, a weekend activity than even say, you know, a restaurant business like Chick-fil-A. And everybody told us, Hey, if you close Sunday, you're going to go out of business. Um, but that was important to us and to our partners. And so we said, well, if you know, God wants us out of the car wash business, this is how we'll know because this won't work being closed Sunday. And we'll know that that's how God wants us in another business serving him somewhere else. Well, the actual exact opposite happened. We thrived. Uh, customers appreciated a brand that meant something more than just the bottom dollar. And whether they were Christians or not, and whether they you know, would have just as soon washed their car on Sunday if we were open, I think people just took a step back and said, wow, that's different. A company that's not just motivated by the bottom line, but motivated by serving employees and, you know, giving them a day off to spend with their families and, you know, some conviction that's something more than making money. That just shocked the world that we came into. So we just see that there's such a ripe opportunity for Christian minded businesses to go out there in everyday commerce and make a difference for Jesus. <laughs> Uh, listen, I, um, I, I love, man, the enthusiasm right now, the, like your passion to see Christ honored in even the everyday, like, do you, do I even need to be here? Do you just, let me just back up and just let me let you keep going. Um, wow. I, you, you actually answered about three of my questions already. So thank you for just kind of jumping in. But before we get, um, kind of into it too deep, let me just stop and pray for us, Chad. Um, because I mean, I think what you're saying right now, this idea of, bringing glory to God in the ordinary life of business, making a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, washing someone's car. Um, this is transform transformational stuff, right? That the kingdom, because that, that, what that means is that the kingdom is present, that the kingdom is, is beside us. It's not one day in the future. The kingdom is here and now, and we're to participate yeah. in it. And so I just think, let's just pray, man, ask God to really bless his time and really help our listeners. So, Lord, we thank you for today. What an incredible 
um, show this is going to be, and I just pray that it would help so many. I'm thankful for what Chad and his company and his team is doing there in the Denver area, and that you might continue to bless them um, and make make their business to flourish, God, so that your may, your name may be made great. Um, protect them against the temptation to um, of just whatever the world throws at them, and even even hearing about Sundays and trying to stay open on Sundays because it's the busiest day of the car wash. Um, to say no, we're we're making a stand here because we trust in God. God, with this episode, calls us to trust in you more. I pray that in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, so Chad, let me ask you this question, man, because you already you already said this idea of a, a chicken sandwich, how ordinary that is, and yet how that means so much more. You're doing something, some might argue, even more boring, <laughs> right? Washing cars. An industry of same, like we had our um, episode 10, Heath Rittenor, he's a um, CEO of a large insurance company out of Orlando, and um, you know, life insurance isn't anything new, it's been around for decades, and he said, we are wanting to be a company a, a company of innovation in an industry of sameness, and that stuck with me so much, and I feel like in some ways, man, this is what you're accomplishing, this is what you're going after, to accomplish something great, something different, something innovative, something of the kingdom in an industry that really hasn't changed for I don't know how long, so, you know, washing cars. So I just, I guess I'd like to ask you, how have you found ways to be innovative or different in an industry of sameness like washing cars? No, that's a great question. And you're right, it is exceptionally difficult to enter an ordinary transaction and make it extraordinary. And, um, and so we try to do it from all angles. We don't look at it as being just like a single thing. This is a barrage from every angle. So um, one of those angles for us was our building. Um, you know, most car wash buildings are long tunnels with very little daylight and they're kind of dingy, dirty experiences. With us, we decided we're gonna change the model. We're gonna do a glass and steel building. We're gonna make a several thousand square foot wall of glowing light on one side of the tunnel that's just going to glow in the dark and change colors and do all these cool things. We're um, so you know we did it from a real estate and we literally thought through and designed our own building from scratch and just top to bottom we said this building needs to be about an experience. We did it with a change in technology too. We used a belt system that's kind of like a moving walkway that you would find at an airport rather than um, one of those uh, chains that you're going to put your left tire in and you're kind of like I'm just car and how does this work and you know statistically a lot of people get freaked out about going through a ton car washing one of those chain rollers so we said we've got to change the technology we've got to make it easier for people to use a more pleasant experience and so um and then we we changed our approach on the staffing um there's a lot of car washes that um you know they are mechanic mind people they're car people we said we need not hire out of the auto industry we need to hire people people we can teach them and what they need to know about cars, but we want people, people. We want people that are going to actually be able to help create exceptional experiences uh, for our customers. Now, you know, I have to balance all these things and I won't ever lie to you and say that this has been easy or even that we're doing a perfect job. With there's a lot we need to do better and there's a lot God is still growing us in. But we, you know, we said, this is the goal. We want to go out and do this. We, we, we created a sub theme, which was Colorado's premier wash experience. And uh, I don't know another car wash whose kind of sub theme is a car wash. You know, most people's like, you know, fast and clean or, you know, that's kind of, you know, their marketing line. Our, our line was an experience. And it's interesting. It's actually kind of a cool industry to be able to do this in. Uh, statistically, the number one reason that people wash their car is because of how it makes them feel. And what we noticed is that this is actually kind of a growing trend amongst 
of more millennial type of consumers. They're choosing their buying choices. Um, they're making market choices based on, in part, the experience that they receive through that transaction. It's not all about the product. Uh, so we wanted to be able to enter into product-focused industries and turn them into experiences. And when you do that, you reach people. And when you reach people, now you have an opportunity to be something more than just a transaction. You have an opportunity to be a light, or in our case, you have an opportunity to be living water. And so that's our, our approach, is to take something ordinary, take something product-focused, wow. and turn it into uh, more of an experienced focused presentation and reach the customer through that. And then also reach the employees through that. And we've had a chance to kind of do that with our employees as well. As we start coaching them in these things, it opens up opportunities for us to have conversations with them that aren't normal in an employer-employee relationship. Yeah, wow, I love that. That's an incredible um, way of thinking of how do we take something ordinary, a, a product or a transaction, and actually make an experience around it. Um, that's, I think that's a principle there that a lot of our listeners can um, can implement. Let, let, let me go to the spiritual side a little bit. I guess this is all spiritual, right? As a kingdom capitalist, we believe uh, there, there's no there's no divide in this. But I guess more focused around your name of living water. There's no, you know, as a Christian, I hear that I'm like, of course, that reflects our King, King Jesus, you know, the living water himself, um, which I think is cool. Like, okay, great, your name reflects jesus living water and i think there's a lot of companies who take that name yeah we're we're a christian business because we have a we have christian in our name or whatever um but i I know that's not the case with you chad because i know this is kind of the ethos of who you guys are and so um i guess i would i'd love to go deeper into this idea of how does this theme of living water first maybe talk to me about why that was so important to you and then how is that coming out and and let's maybe we talk about your employees or or like let's go down the chain in a bit right like starting with the way that interacts living water to maybe from ceo to employee and then how does the customer begin to experience this idea of living water because again if we can pull the some kingdom principles or how we're inter- how the kingdom is intersecting a car wash yeah. industry. Gosh, I hope this is going to be so like helpful and, and bring hope to our audience that if God can do this in your business, yeah. right? In, in the car wash industry and on a chicken sandwich that he might be able to do this in some other industries as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's no, that's a great question. And it is something that we seek uh, the Lord on how to do and constantly ask him for direction and how to be better uh, advocates of the living water of Christ and all we do. Um, on an employee level, um, I'll just start there. Um, we sh- attempt to show a profound uh, love for and discipleship for of our employees. We had one employee come to us out of a difficult circumstance. Uh, I'll just say that there was just um, you know a, a rough, rough background. Life was not good. And through coming to our car wash in an atmosphere which is led by a general manager that loves Jesus and that has an intentionality with he and his family about creating an atmosphere amongst those employees that's safe, that's loving, that's uh, forgiving. Um, You know, biblical peacemaking and conflict resolution is not something that you typically find in the workforce. And oftentimes it's because workforce decisions around hiring and firing and company culture are driven by a bottom line. They're driven by, do you provide more value to me 
you know, then I'm paying to you. If so, you're around. If not, I'm going to fire you, right? Well, there were multiple times where this employee was not providing more value than we were receiving. And yet we all understood and recognized an opportunity to love and lean in. And over the course of multiple months, this employee actually came to know the Lord, um, really repented and turned away of a completely old lifestyle. Um, this employee would come in on weekends when they weren't even on shift and do studying and reading books at the car wash, literally would come to the car. So we don't even have employee break room. This is not like swanky. They didn't come because it was a Starbucks type of experience. They came because it was a safe environment. They knew that they were loved there, but they knew that they were appreciated and it was actually a better environment for them than home was. And so, um, and then that, you know, you know, connected then to ongoing discipleship in other areas. And that person's now actually praise the Lord off somewhere else doing something better and even greater than we could even have offered them. And so we were able to be one point uh, and stop along their way mm -hmm. where they could see Jesus, where they could grow and where they're off even doing better spiritually and economically than what, you know, even the opportunities that we could have provided them within our own company. So that is an example of how we like to come in and breathe life into people at an employee level. And if we can do that to our employees, our hope is, is that they can do that to customers as well, that they can yeah. deflate customers who are upset. That they can, yeah. It, let me stop you. Right, right there, Chad. Because I know we're about to jump to the the customer experience and and how that so flows. So I hate to interrupt this, but I think there's a point there that as I'm learning and I, and I like to share some of these as I'm growing as a kingdom capitalist as well. This idea of the kingdom, you know, one of the first things that Jesus says as he steps on the Sermon on the Mount are blessed are those who are poor in spirit, right? That if the kingdom can come to those who are poor in spirit, that the kingdom is available to everyone. And I love that model that you're saying there, that here's an employee um, that most might just say, well, he, you know, his, his, his role in the company is not that significant, right? Like he's to do his job and show up. But you're saying, no, when Christ comes and he, and he ushers in his kingdom, he says, it's for the least of these. It's for anyone. It's for the poor in spirit. And man, I love how your company is a, is an example of that. And I, I think that's something that we can begin to think about for our, for our businesses is, are we really thinking about the least of these? Is, is that kingdom principle, right? That blessed are the poor in spirit that Jesus says the first thing that comes out of his mouth, right? Like, are, 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 like, that's an incredible way that, man, that you're reflecting the kingdom in your business. Like, you're paying attention to those things, so much so that he wants to show up there and, and just hang out there and be welcome there. And so, um, I don't know, man, I want to point that out and encourage you because I see that happening. And, and again, like, I think that can happen for so many other people listening in their own industries. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely can. And Brand, um, you know, the people right in front of you, I mean, we, most of our employees are minimum wage people. I come from a white glove financial service background where, you know, being able to kind of like, you know, work and team collaborate was at a certain level. And then the car wash business is at a totally different level. But even at that totally different level, there are amazing opportunities. Yeah. It doesn't matter who you're interacting with, whether they're 12 bucks an hour or whether they're 1200 bucks an hour everyone that you come in contact with is an opportunity to breathe life into them and everybody from 1200 bucks an hour to 12 bucks an hour they need it so you're so let's talk about how this flows down to the customer this idea of living water yeah so um on the customer side of things it's hard in the car wash world um there's not a lot of contact that you have we're an express car wash so we load people into the tunnel and they go through and wash um, in some cases, we may have only a few seconds worth of interaction with our customers. And so what we had to do is we just had to get super creative about how can we make a difference and how can we provide an exceptional experience and exceptional service. 
And so you can only do what you can do, right? You know, Chick-fil-A, they have a certain amount of time with you and they've tried to implement certain things. And we all kind of know what those are, right? It's my pleasure, right? It's something to snap your attention into the unusual, into the extraordinary and, and distinguish yourself from something that they might otherwise get. So for us, those opportunities might be just smiling to them as they're coming through and being really positive and energetic. It might be the way that we would take care of a claim situation. Um, you know, somebody goes to a car wash, oh, you scratched my car. Okay, now you have an opportunity, you have conflict, you have an opportunity to be, you know, Jesus in a conflict, right? And being able to actually genuinely humble ourselves to apologize. You know, most of what you get in corporate America is, you know, we regret or we apologize for the inconvenience or whatever. You don't usually get people profoundly saying, I'm sorry, I did not represent the love of Jesus Christ to you when I made that comment or, you know, made you upset in our first interaction. Would you please forgive me? And we, I mean, we literally do, a, you know, we repent to customers and employees and, and we say, we're sorry when we blow it, when we make a mistake, those are the opportunities for companies. When you make mistakes with your customers or when you do something that now, you know, you have to work through that, that really shows the character. That's the proof of the pudding in a lot of ways is how do you deal with those difficult situations? So we want a policy that permeates from the normal drive-through experience that they get when they interact with us just for a few seconds, all the way to how are we going to handle when it's now up at a level nine and we got an angry customer that thinks we scratched their car and what are we going to do about that? Um, and that means coaching our employees on how to talk to people, how to have a humble attitude through things, how to represent that spirit of Christ in the way that we interact with all of those. So, um, yeah, that we, the goal is holistically. It's not just one thing. We need every part of that experience. Um, you know, we want to keep our sites clean. We want to keep our employees happy. And when employees are happy to be working, they're going to be happy with customers. And that's going to flow, flow out of that. So if you've got a really negative workplace environment, that's going to flow downhill to the customers, um, you know, pretty easily. So keeping a positive workplace environment is, uh, is a key part of that as well. One last question about Living Car Wash, and then I want to ask you, um, Living Car Wash, Living Water <laughs> Car Wash, um, uh, and, then I, and then I want to ask you a couple of personal questions that might help our audience. Um, what do you want Living Water Car Wash to be remembered for, both from the people who work there and then two from the second, like, who gets their car washed? Like, what is it that you as a CEO, as a co-founder, like, what is it that you want to be remembered by? Again, one from maybe those who are who come in in a more close contact with you as an employee, and then second, as a customer. I think on an employee side of things, I want our employees to remember that we were a life-giving industry, a life-giving business. Uh, that the interaction with Living Water was like the people who bump into Jesus. It's life-giving. It's healing. It's life-giving. Uh, it's building up. It's edifying. Um, so we want to build up the people that work with us. Um, and then on a smaller microcosm, we want to do that for every customer. We want them to be wowed. We want them to have an experience that they want to come back for. Uh, we want them to say, wow, that was something totally different. Um, and, uh, you know, we've even talked about, you know, what, what is our advertising policy? Are we going to just like blanket out, um, you know, marketing material? Or what if we just find families that are in need and just give to them and just bless people and let the blessing expand or that be the way that people find out about us? Not a postcard, but because there's a story out there that we helped people that needed help. 
And so we, uh, I guess what I would like to be remembered by customers is that we were exceptional in what we did and we were life-giving in those little moments. Yeah, man, that's powerful. Um, so let's, let's, let's get a little practical here. Um, and let's really kind of serve our audience who are really thinking about this, who are like, like me, I hope feeling inspired about, man, like maybe I could begin to live for the kingdom in a deeper and bigger way inside of my business or inside of my industry. So two scenarios, and I kind of want to get your, like, let's dialogue about this and, and really kind of see where this goes. So let's say I'm listening to this show right now and I don't have my, my own business yet. I've been thinking about launching my own business I'm not maybe I'm not even sure what that business is yet, but I know that I want to start my own business and that I really wanted to be about the kingdom, right? That I want to see God be honored in it. I really want to worship God through my business. Um, I, what would be some initial advice for helping that early business owner think about um, starting? You know, as Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, like. If you're sitting down with that early entrepreneur and you're helping them start to begin build a framework for not just creating a business but really creating a business that is about the kingdom, what would be some of those early early pieces of advice that you might help them kind of begin to think through? And maybe this is applies to what y'all thought yeah. through as starting Living Water. What were some of those early conversations like? No, that's a great question. I think probably one of the fundamental things that drives me, um, I have about 13 different businesses. I love business. I love starting businesses. And so I find myself regularly in the shoes of someone who's like thinking about starting another business somewhere. Um, um, I think service is a key concept that drives um, what, how I look at what I do. I go out and work to serve others and to serve the Lord. So yes, we serve the kingdom of Jesus Christ first. But in terms of actually incarnating that into a particular business or like knowing what would be those first steps or those next steps for a beginning entrepreneur that's thinking about jumping out, if you can think serving others, and then if you can add to that being excellent in all your work, I would venture to say that it will be very difficult for you to not encounter a great deal of success. If you have a servant-minded attitude, if you're always looking to serve employees, serve customers, create and find value, make yourself indispensable, serve, serve, and then do it with excellence. Proverbs says that you see man excellent in his work, he will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. If you can serve and then serve excellently, you will create indispensable value. And there's a great story that I knew of a, a young person once that went and, and wanted a job somewhere, but there was no job in that industry. And so he went and told this guy, he's like, I'm going to work for you for 30 days. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, yep, I'm going to work for you. So he created a job for himself. He said, but I'm going to work for you totally for free. And during the 30 days that he did that, he made himself so indispensable that at the end of that 30 days of working for free for this guy, the guy couldn't imagine a world in which he could actually not have this guy continue. So he had to offer him a job and he offered him a really good job. If we can have as Christians that attitude of being so critical to helping and supporting and serving others that we become indispensable to them, then rather than trying to create a place for ourselves where we don't want to be, we actually become an indispensable part of creating value for others. And then business success is just a sort of a, 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 an overflow of that. Dude, that is so powerful. Like that hits me clear between the eyes right there and thinking about what we're building, this idea of being indispensable. Are, are we providing so much value? Are we seeking to be so excellent and so much of service that people would literally can't do without what we have, right? That's that's really cool. And the cool thing about that, man, and what I love about that and your proof of this 
we can do that anywhere. Yeah, that's right. We can do that in any industry. Yep. Right? Like, and, 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 there's, and you want to talk about being innovative. I mean, there is this idea of going from zero to one, meaning creating something totally new. And, it, and that is for, that's the Elons, right? That's the Microsofts. Those are the people who've, the PayPals, those who've done some incredible stuff. But to think about, you know, you don't have to go to zero to one. You could still just do what you just said, be of excellent service and quality in an industry of sameness. Yeah. And that right there is missing for so many industries. That's right. And so just look at an industry and figure out where where are people overlooking? Where are they not serving, right? And that is a, I mean, that's the next business idea and for so many people, right? It doesn't have to be this brand new idea. It's just how do you come back to the basics? And my encouragement to those kingdom-minded entrepreneurs or starting their first business or their 10th business, my encouragement is the bar is so low in our culture. It's so impossibly hard to not do better than everyone else out there. If you have a love of God in your heart and a desire to do uh, what you do well for him, it is almost impossible not to achieve some level of comparative success in our workplace out there. Look at Joseph. I mean, Joseph is in jail and he becomes faithful in what he does and he gets vaulted to second command in the empire just by being faithful in jail. Right. And so I think that we, we, we over, we over analyze what it takes uh, to be successful, I think. And in a lot of ways, we need to be more focused on being very faithful and very excellent in where God has us. And, um, and then God will open up those doors. And then, yeah, it takes some courage. It takes some, you know, going into the land of Canaan and, you know, looking at the, the giants around and having the faith to see the conquering of those giants and not shrinking back in fear. And yes, as entrepreneurs, you know, we got to mix all these things together. And so I don't want to oversimplify it, but, um, you know, God is, God has given us a spirit of victory as Christians. And if we can go out there and do that, yeah. this world is crying out for more people with this vision. This world wants that. The consumers that, want man. that. The market wants it. that. The market wants people that believe in something more than just making money, that believe in something excellent. And the market will reward excellence. I can tell you that. Mm. I love a good entrepreneur who's also a preacher at heart, man. You know what I mean? Like, it just fires me up. So, uh, last scenario question. Let's go the other way. Um, for those who are listening who, who have a business, been in business for a long time, and they've really, they're, you know, I think a lot of people or I mean, our show is not very old. Um, so this might be a new concept for some folks are thinking about this idea of the kingdom or their faith and their business. Um, and so maybe this person, they're struggling to incorporate their faith or kingdom principles into it. And, and they want to begin to make a shift of, of worshiping God through their company and through their business and through their practices. Um, but yet, you know, the, the same thing of, I just don't know if I can do that in my industry, or I don't know if that's allowed, or all of the barriers that come up when we begin to think about, well, can I really do this? What would you say to them as you're kind of looking into their business now? Yeah, that, that's, that's the hard one because it hits home. And here's what I, I believe on that. Um, we can't pretend like we're kingdom capitalists if we aren't also kingdom dads and kingdom husbands and kingdom you know, church members. Um, we can't create artificial faith and artificial fruitfulness in the marketplace if we aren't living a life in Jesus. So if you aren't loving on and mentoring and discipling and nourishing and cherishing your wife as your own body, forget doing that you know, to an employee. 
You know, if you aren't leading and discipling your own children and telling them about the Jesus you love, what business do you have telling customers about the Jesus you love? And so to me, I think that this is the, the part that's hardest for me, hardest for all of us, is that we need to be in our homes. We need to be the publican that's humble before God. Oh, God, help me a sinner and give me faith. And we need to be like the father who comes to Jesus with a demon possessed son. And Jesus says, you believe that I can do this? And he says, you know, uh, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. We need to be coming to God and saying, we want to be fountains of living water in the business. But you know, right now we're not fountains of nothing right now in our homes. So God give us something that genuinely bubbles up out of us. And if it genuinely bubbles out of our heart, a love for Jesus, if it genuinely bubbles out of our heart a faith that God is doing good things in this world and that we can be a part of that, then it's going to start coming out in business. You know, so you know, don't, don't go rush in and start a Bible study at the office if you're not loving your family and teaching them the word of God. You know, don't go creating these wow. you know, tape and you know, fake Hobby Lobby fruit you know, onto a tree that's not being fruitful. Water that tree and, and fertilize that tree at the root level. And then wait for God to be able to build something beautiful for you in every area that you walk into, including your business. Such an excellent word, man. Such an excellent word. You know, you think about, I've been meditating on this idea of like the early elders when Paul gives a standard of elders. And it's interesting that all of them are very practical and personal, right? Like your own household, that matters, you know, and and, and it's this idea of that you can't be a, a steward of the bigger kingdom, if you're not first a steward of the kingdom and yet that which God has given you first, which is your yourself, your soul, and your family. And, um, dude, I love that so much. That's so practical because you're so right. Like, I think we, we think about this idea of I want to build this kingdom business and we have these grandiose ideas. And really, man, what, what, what you're talking about here is a bubbling over of the Spirit of God living in you, and you're just saying, I want to do something excellent. I want to serve my customers. I want to serve my employees. And, dude, you're doing it in a car wash. Like, And it's the fruit of a life walk with God. And I just, I think that's such great advice, man. I, I, I can't, I don't, I'm, I'm not adding anything to that. I'm just saying, wow, I emphasize amen. Um, so good. And Thank it's, you and it's humbling too, right? Because, you know, there's no rock stars in, in Kingdom Capitalists, right? There's, there's no all about us. There's no top of the pyramid, you know, Jesus was the top of the pyramid and he washed his disciples' feet. He was actually the bottom of the pyramid. It just, it, it flips it all upside down. And it says, you know, that, um, you know, sometimes we just, you know, and I've had to do this. Sometimes I've just had to humble myself and back away from something I really wanted to do and work. You know, a lot of us entrepreneurs, we, we get, you know, ADD entrepreneurism is like, I got to start another business. We got to do something more, 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 grow, grow, develop, go, go. And then sometimes, you know, God humbles us and says, look, you know, the fruit at home isn't good. Let's take a step back and let's work on the core and the key things. And that's humbling to us, right? Because then we don't feel like we're the absolute, right. you know, rock star that we thought we were. Um, but that's exactly where God wants right. us. And, you know, better to better to be true and be fruitful um, in the real sense. And maybe have to scope back, you know, your big, hairy, audacious goal in your business by 10% in order to accomplish that. Uh, and that's humbling, but that's real yeah. fruitfulness. That's the real bottom line yeah. of the key. Yeah, no, so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we just, let me just end there, man. But I want to ask you one more question. Um, this has fired me up, by the way. Uh, I, I would like to know, though, uh, because they can hear this, and again, it's this idea of like, man, you guys got it together, or you got it together, Chad. You're crushing it. I, what have been your struggles? What have been the pushbacks? What have been the things that, as a kingdom capitalist, 
um, have been have been the 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 things that make this difficult. You know that that might that we might also resonate with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think for us, one of our struggles has been that we um, we get so excited and we're doing so much and we want to do it that sometimes we forget to slow down and incorporate these things on the day-to-day level. And we get you know so motivated by this big picture and so driven that we forget to love the people around us. And I particularly uh, find it easy to you know forget about loving the people that I'm actually working with because I'm so excited about you know the vision and where I'm going and the light at the end of the tunnel and all that. And so um, you know recently we um, we hired a guy to come work in our core management team uh, just this last week. And the number one thing that we wanted was a person with a discipling heart is someone that loved the people underneath mm. because we knew that as a team, we got to keep living this and we got to not let ourselves get stretched so thin that, you know, we forget about the core things that we've just been talking about. And sometimes it's easy to get all excited about that and then just sort of forget doing that in the day to day. And so we want to, we want to be faithful. We yeah. want to uh, talk, you know, we want to talk the talk. Yeah. But we want to walk the walk even more importantly. And so, um, mm-hmm. for me, it's been, um, willing to slow down and love the people around me. Um, and not just kind of love Jesus in this big theoretical way, but, you know, love, love people and mm. drive out and have a meeting with somebody that I need to just kind of work through things with, if that's the case and not just kind of keep steamrolling through. Um, so that's, that's, that's for me what God's doing in my life right now. And yeah, you know, check in with me in a that's year and he'll man. be teaching me something new. So. No, so excellent, man. We're, I mean, I'm the same way. And I think that's the, um, the, the, I don't know, you call it the, you know, the Achilles heel of a visionary of an entrepreneur is we can overlook the the small things, um, but so good, man, and that we need to continue to look back to Christ, who was the perfect model of this, right? The visionary of visionaries, and yet he, he cared for the those who were the least of these. Um, dude, I'm so thankful for this convo, man. This was so good for me and helping me think about how to just create something excellent in an industry of sameness, how to innovate. Um, how to bring something, make something ordinary, extraordinary. The way that you're doing that is, is really seriously trying to think about the customer and the customer's experience and how that flows from the, from the very top to the very bottom, you know, and, and, and you might say, well, actually, no, it's the very bottom from the very top if you really turn it on his head. And so, um, dude, I love what you're doing there in Denver, man. Um, just to close out how, I mean, tell our, our audience if they want to learn more about you, your business, um, what's, what's a way they can get in touch with you or kind of learn more about you. And then if they're ever in Denver, where do they need to go to get their car washed? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, livingwatercarwash.com is our website. You know, we are, we're growing quick. We have two locations open now, three under construction, uh, a handful more under development. And that's a super fun team, uh, that's doing that. If they want, if anybody wants to be a part of that team, you can reach out to me. I'm chad at livingwatercarwash.com is my email. Uh, you can call me at 303-956-3455. It's my direct line and reach out to me if you'd like to join what we're doing here. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we have a ton of fun doing this. Uh, it's a great group of guys that have, um, that are my partners. You know, I get to stand here and, you know, tell you, you know, these fun things, but there's, there's actually a half a dozen of us in the back, you know, back end of this, uh, putting the vision together. So, uh, we love, we love doing this together. We're arm, arm, shoulder, shoulder brothers in, in, in the battle. So, uh, love to connect with other like-minded yeah. folks in it. 
Yeah, awesome to hear, man. Well, hey, everybody, thank you for your time. Listen, if you are on fire after this show like I am, screenshot this episode. Go post it on LinkedIn or Instagram um, and and just leave us a comment. Leave, tag me, tag Chad. Um, tell us how much you enjoyed this, what, what you're taking away from this episode. This really does mean so much. And what we shared today, this message is not... It's not out there. It's why in a, in a, in so many different industries, this idea of being extraordinary in an order in an industry of ordinary, like we need to get this message out and be talking about how the kingdom can advance through any industry. So we'd love your partnership in that by just sharing this episode with a friend or on any um any media platform. So thanks again. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this show today. If you want to learn more about our community, you're going to want to visit us at kingdomcapitalist.co. There you can find info on our private mastermind and even subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new shows. And last but not least, land opportunities to get private trainings and coaching calls with the guests of this show. If you're enjoying this show, please take a minute to leave us a five-star review and also share this with a friend. We'll see you next time.